PhD experience, how amazing. Welcome, hello, bonjour, bonjour everyone. So, I mean, I should really start by, this is quite, this is quite special, right? I'm just going to like, keep on twisting like this forever. Um, you know, I don't know which side you prefer. You can just tell me. But anyway, bonjour everyone. A bit of a warning, always I'm really, really so, so sorry. But this accent is just so strong. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's just like wine, you know, it matures through the years. I've been living in the UK for 12 years, but it's still up and strong, and it never, never goes. So I hope that you're going to bear with me as we go along and discover all about transnational education. Am I making sense so far? You understand my accent? Yes? That's it. That's the spirit. So anyway, some of you might... Uh, Remember me from before? I don't know if you were there at the next web two years ago. But I run a, a studio called Nelly Benayun Studios, which is based in the UK. And two years ago, you know, two years ago, it was a big day two years ago. Because two years ago, I was just 31, turning 31, and this happened on that stage. And the good news for you, I mean, the good news, not the so much good news for me, actually, is that today is also, again, my birthday at the next web, indeed, yes. But we are not going to do the cake this time. I don't think this is happening. But, you know, and also, like, two years ago, I was still young. Now, 33, I mean, I'm still young. Huh? I mean, 33 is not too bad. Huh? But uh, anyway, so if, is there still some people that were there two years ago? You were there for the cake? Yes, that's the spirit. So anyway, coming back to the studio and what we do in this studio. So we are well known for actually designing experiences and designing mainly extreme experiences that will get you all the way to outer space. We like to think about ourselves as the people that design the impossible. The bigger the production, the most insane the production, the more chances is it that we are going to go and get our crack on it. So now what do we do? We look for form of life to send in outer space. We actually look at who will be the people that will have a role to play if an asteroid was to strike. Uh, we work with astronauts to give you the full liftoff experience of a rocket. We also work with people like these scientists to give you the experience of dark energy in your kitchen sink. We explode volcano in your lounge. We do sonic boom in your bathtub. All of this while we also have an orchestra at NASA which is performing music. This is called the International Space Orchestra, people. Here they are performing music together with Beck, at the Fillmore Theater with Savages, with Sigoros at the Hollywood Bowl. And all the way to space. I mean, you get a sense of what we are all about. I also have two doppelgangers, two women that go all over in the world instead of me, because we like to spread, uh, you know, and that's our special in a nutshell. We are known for doing what we call the total bombardment, basically. Anyway, we are not here today to speak about that. We are here today to actually go a bit more in depth about what, you know, what this practice kind of like brought to fruition. And to some extent, my work has always been about, you know, how can you use experiences, so music, film, design, politics, linguistics, in the context of the institution. So in this case, for me, it was NASA, you know, learning about an institution like NASA, and actually figuring out how, through the use of the event, you can modify power structures. Now, I've been doing this for 10 years now, and it was about the time to actually start to seed these ideas into a program and into, you know, an educative program that I'm going to tell you all about, which is called the University of the Underground. And it's very much focused on the philosophy of someone called Anna Arendt. If you don't know her, she's a political philosopher. And what is really interesting about Anna Arendt is that she started to 
pretty much critiqued quite heavily scientific uh, institutions by saying that to some extent there is two types of people, and in general, in public institutions in general. She says that in institutions, we have two types of people. One is animal laborants, the people who make, and the other type is homophobers, the people who think. And she believes, and it's very much still the fact, you know, and she believes that if you look, this is the organigram of NASA, you always have uh, the directorate, and then you have the scientific uh, cursus, and the two of them don't mix up. They don't mingle with each other, right? So if you want to embed critical thinking inside an institution, then perhaps by using experience, you can kind of modify the way that things are. You still follow? It's a crash course in political philosophy for you just now. Anyway. All of this kind of got us to start, a year ago, the transnational form of education, also known as the University of the Underground. Now, you probably don't know, or maybe some of you know what transnational means, but this is the idea that you have a form of education that will go across and beyond nation states, right? And I'm going to tell you a bit how we did that and what it is. Uh, but to start, let's go back all the way to a year ago when we launched the program and we were recruiting students. And I just, I'm going to share with you just a, a one-minute clip that kind of gives you a sense of what we say to you know, potential students and what this was all about. And that I think he explained it quite well. Can we have some sound, Mark? Do you know? Any sound? The University yes. of the Underground is a postgraduate university. It provides a Master of Arts degree set over two years. The tuition is free, covered by a non-profit foundation that supports the university. We're looking for creative soldiers that can infiltrate the power structures of digital, scientific and other ecosystems and modify them through music, film, design, theatre practices and politics. Our aim is to teach students how to engineer change and design experiences and events to support social dreaming, action and power shifts within these institutions. The University of the Underground is now selecting 15 students. The deadline to apply is the 1st of April. Apply now at universityoftheunderground.org. And so we basically had three weeks to recruit our students, and the answer was completely overwhelming. I mean, I don't know if some of you are educators, but we had about 250 applicants, which is a lot for a master's degree, uh, and they were coming from 40 different nationalities. So it means to me that there is a need and a request from you know, students as well to look into this perhaps pluridisciplinary format and practices. Now, what do we do at the University of the Underground? We are both an educative structure, so we provide an accredited, it's important, it's an accredited tuition-free master to the students. Uh, it's also a cultural institution, so we run events. There is one, actually, event that is going to take place on the 27th of June here in Amsterdam, and I would love to tell you more about it in a bit. Uh, we also have a research office where we study the commodities of knowledge, how is knowledge evolving, who on the act of thinking in the 21st century. So we receive practitioners, PhDs, and others to join us and think about that. Uh, we also have a public library, which is functioning on the basis of donations from like people that we think are inspiring, their favorite books, and so on. And also a radio station where the students usually share their learning, but also we open it to members of the public to come and record their own podcast. Now, we are all about these three elements here, which is basically democratizing creative education. I think it's very clear that when you look at you know, postgraduate studies, you start to realize that it's always the same demographics, and even more so, you know, in Holland is 
the fees are still quite low, but still they are expensive. When you go in the UK, you're talking about 17 grand for a master. And when you go in the US, you're talking $55,000 for an actual degree. And so, of course, the demographics means that either you're going to put yourself at depth forever, or you have you know, parents to also support you, right? So, uh, we also wanted to think about a pre-disciplinary format, which, I will, uh, which is our master, which is the Design of Experience Master. And then we wanted to also reflect on this notion of how can we make it transnational? How can we exist beyond borders? And for us, it was very much about going underground. So, we are based in the basement of nightclubs. And we kind of like exist a bit like the rats of the city, if you wish. Uh, so, you know, obviously, it's not going to come as a surprise to you. There is an increase in the tuition fee, there is a dropout, especially in master and PhDs. Now, this is very much reflected into leadership, right? I mean, I don't want to say, but here I'm talking to a tech audience. Um, you know, all the women here will know it. Most of the CEO is going to be white male, you know, and it's time to change it as well. Uh, so how can we support a new diversity? How can we also have a better gender, uh, you know, representation at leadership position? It's about tacking into the MA and the PhD and the postgraduate, because I agree with you, and I've been told that a lot, you know, we need to already start with supporting education and more of a diversified education with K-12. So young kids, for sure, but you also have to do it on the back end to make sure that you then see that that demographic also at leadership uh, position. And of course, then you end up with like depths, and that means that students, just because they have all of these depths, they just have to actually not experiment anymore. You know, you don't see any new job kind of appearing because, you know, you need to go for the safety net. You need to go for something that is going to pay you back your, you know, your depth. So for us, the solution has been about trying to figure out a way that we can provide 100% scholarship into each of the programs that we develop. And the way we started to develop is this is the way it works. So, you know, we function with our charity, which, by the way, you can donate to the charity. That would be fantastic. Uh, we are a charity, so that means that if you donate as a tech company, you get, you know, of course, your, tech, your tax benefit. That charity is based on trust, will basically donate the scholarship directly to the students. The students apply to the academic partner, like they will apply to any schools, but this program, this specific master, is 100% funded. So that means that every single student gets access to a scholarship. That makes sense? Now, this go back to the academic partner, then the academic partner gets a degree that is 100% funded. And of course, that creates a kind of like a, what I could say a theater of cruelty, because then we become the only department across an entire school that is tuition free, which of course is totally unfair. And so, of course, I open a big, you know, heated discussion between all of us and all of the departments. And so, you have to think about it a bit as a, you know, as a, like, you know, we kind of like go in there and we are kind of like a positive virus, perhaps. So anyway, so we exist, you can see like this is the Sandberg Institute, which is our partner in, the, in uh, Amsterdam, uh, which is, you know, the postgraduate studies of the Riedveld Academy. And you can see us, so they have like this main department, the temporary program, and we are the hosted program. So we actually started a new scheme of uh, educative structure, which is hosted, which means that we are both within the current educative system, because the students are having access to the Sandberg Institute, of course, and they are students of the Sandberg Institute, but they are also students of the University of the Underground, which means that they have access to the nightclub upstairs, where we are based, and they also can think about, you know, they can both be within the institution and outside of the institution. Now, 
We have this program called the 100 Years of Education, which I really want to talk to you about because I know you're all coming from the tech industry as well. And I think it's important to reflect a bit on what's happening with startups and the benefits um, you know, that you might make, basically. And it's about time to give it back. Now, what we are saying is like it's not about donating to education or to a cause for a year or two. What we are saying is how can you donate for 100 years as opposed to just one year? And so, you know, we started this program called the 100 Years of Education where we ask our supporter to donate, not for one year, but to donate for 100 years so you can really maintain that social change on a long-term basis because change takes time. So if you really want to modify things from within and really modify the leadership, then you need to support a lot of this alternative educative format uh, across, you know, across the industry, basically. Uh, so for us, it's most urgent to really start to think about this 50-50% model, where 50% of the support of the charity comes from public grants, and 50% is coming from philanthropy, also donation from tech company. And the first tech company that actually supported us is WeTransfer. I've been actually working with WeTransfer since 2012, and they support uh, the charity, and they, that means that we can, you know, maintain. Uh, whoa, uh, we can maintain basically, you know, that. Um, so. I will recommend all of you as well to look into it and to try and support us. Uh, demographic confederalism uh, is also one of the topics that we are interested in. You know, how can we really start to think about education as a format in which, you know, you can basically think in terms of feminism and sustainability as center pillar. And this is what we are trying to do. This is our roadmap for the next five years. Obviously, we tap firstly into all of the countries that charge students. And then after, we'll go as well in Cape Town, where we have some of our partners in Shanghai and Tokyo. Uh, and so talking about, you know, I was mentioning to you, that's what it looks like. This is our research office in the basement of that nightclub, the Marquantine. And we work with, um, you know, and some of our board members include people like Pussy Riot, Bruce Sterling, who is a science fiction author. Uh, the students have also a radio station, which is called 13 Step Below, that you can listen to online, where they share all of their learning. These are lovely students. Uh, and then a library as well that is accessible to the public. Now you can join with partners and so on. Anyway, all of this I'm trying to say, so master design of experience, what is it, you probably wonder. Um, so for us, it was important to try and address this question that realistically, now we have this real problem where, you know, most tech companies as well can see it. You have students that come out of their studies and they actually either are specifically looking at one field, but they are not looking at multiple fields and they are not really able to adapt to all of these different contexts. So for us, it really is about trying to figure out a curriculum that is going to teach them all of these different practices, all of these different creative practices, whether it comes from the technology angle, but all the way to music, film, and design. So for us, it is really about defining a new master. So these are our students, like I mentioned. So they learn about critical design, which is a form of design that is kind of like problem-finding more than problem-solving. Uh, linguistics, they learn about you know, defining their own jobs. Uh, they go and they will work with institutions within them and actually propose a new role for themselves. Uh, film practices, music practices, they learn as well. So they all produce music, they all do films as well. They learn about theater and they learn about defining as well what makes an institution. We've been partnering, and the, the key about the University of the Underground is we will work with institutions. 
So we work with public institutions, whether it's the British Council, British Film Institute, Dutch National Opera. The students get full access to all of the archives. They work within the, you know, with the workforce of each of these places. And with them, they define new ways to think about what they do and to communicate what they do to members of the public. So a typical example of that, I'm going to show you one of the band, one of the group uh, from the, the school, from the University of Zendikar, that kind of came up where they work with Salesforce. I mean, you know, so they basically, they didn't work with Salesforce. They actually made a band called Salesforce. And they then put it out there, and they started to communicate with the CEO of Salesforce. And eventually, to get to this is one of their music videos. You can, I don't know where the music is, but this is quite phenomenal. So Salesforce official, uh, they launched that music video, they launched that music, they started to send it to Salesforce. And they basically are questioning and interrogating some of the key basics of what makes Salesforce uh, exist, basically. Anyway, you can look it up. Uh, this is a, a, a video where you can see oh, what he looks like. Alex is I'm showing the uh, inside of the University the of the Underground. We are based in Amsterdam and London, both in the Marcantine, which is a nightclub, uh, one of the oldest nightclubs of Europe, uh, and in the Village Underground. Hi. So Hi. you can see, uh, obviously, oh, it's in I'm the basement. Oh, I'm just our friends uh, just a little tour. Hi. Yeah, so yeah. who are you? I'm Anna Maria. I'm from Germany, and I'm a visual artist. Mm -hmm. And I just need to run now to get some more materials oh, yeah. for our current project on operas. And so they so come from all, all over the place. Hello, I'm Argentina. I'm this is the main space where they get their classes. Then, of course, they have the library, too. Mr. Thomas Burke, who are anyway. you? Why are you here? Well, you can come and visit us. We are not too far. These are uh, the students and where they come from, um, you know, and then basically some of the work that they've done so far, their training, the different places. I mean, that's what it used to look like. So if you have any empty spaces in which you can host us, please come to us as well, uh, you know, and email us so we can use it. Mainly we are interested in what's happening in the basement. Especially if there is a venue upstairs, we are even more interested. Uh, and all of this we did, you know, out of pure love, like basically in about three weeks fixing it all up. Uh, and basically this is what I'm going to leave you with. This is what we are trying to do, develop a more diversified leadership, uh, especially, you know, for the next five, ten years. And of course that means support, but that means support on a long-term basis. Uh, inspire tuition-free and other tuition-free universities all around the world. I mean, there is not one model that is right or that, that is wrong. You know, we had a lot of critics on the University of the Underground, and I think it's a good thing. You know, critics mean that we are relevant and we are totally interested in like, having this conversation and this debate around our model. There is not just one type of model, there is multiple. We just need to figure out a way to make it tuition-free. Uh, and modify power structure inside institutions through the use of experiences. Now, in terms of our advisory board, which is probably why the University of the Underground is getting quite a lot of interest, uh, recruit people like Peaches, all the way to Noam Chomsky, all the way to MoMA, uh, design director uh, Paola Antonelli, all the way to, uh, you know, academics like Professor Arjuna Padurai, who used to run the new school, uh, Dave Eggers as well, Excel Recording. So you have really a pre-disciplinary also reflected inside the advisory board, and they basically support us to actually advocate for the mission. The teaching team also is really pre-disciplinary and multicultural too, uh, and also gender uh, diversified, and that's really is important to us as well. Uh, our guest tutor also ref reflect on that, and they come again, you know, whether you have the creative director of uh, Google TU Glow that is coming to teach the students about uh, immersive form of narrative, all the way to uh, Michael Beirut who teach them about graphic designs, 
uh, and so on. So anyway, that, this is a proper master, so there is real criteria. It's a very thorough master program in two years. They have five briefs the first year, the second year they pick an institution to work with. Uh, during the summer, they also work. Anyway, please contact us, support us. We really need help. If you have a tech company and you have you know, donation that you can make. It's about the time to think about supporting education, supporting alternative form of education. Uh, we are just one of them. If you don't have lots of support that you can, pro uh, you can give us, then spread the word about this event. That's on the 27th of June. It's our first party, let's say, which is taking place in the uh, space above our uh, university. It's called Agora Club, and it's basically going to unravel the brain. So it will be a whole evening about the brain with brain surgeon, meet with hypnotherapists, meet with speeches, meet with Blinky Bill, meet with the Nightmare of Amsterdam. All of that to discuss about the role of the unconscious and politics. All of this with music, a discussion, debate, on the 27th of June, you can just get a ticket that will really help us spread the word. I really need you to do that. If you're in Amsterdam, just bombard this thing. We need people to come to that event. Uh, we are expecting hopefully 1,500 people. Uh, and please donate as well. Uh, that would be fantastic if you can do that. So that is it for me, I guess. And I will, uh, well, thank you very much. Thank you all. Thank you.